Hello everyone, it's Friday, June 5th, 2020. Welcome to episode 15 of the Ginger and the Beard podcast. What's up, guys? It's AJ, a.k.a. The Ginger. And I'm Reese, a.k.a. The Beard. And on this week's show, we've got so much UFC news, fight previews, and more to cover, as well as other topics to cover in the worlds of tech, video games, and more. But before we dig in to all of that, how was your week, sir? It was good. Man, it's been a, it's been a crazy week in the world, as we're going to get into uh, here in a few minutes. So we'll definitely just acknowledge that. But my week otherwise was pretty good. Um, you know, still still working from home. Uh, a little bit of unsettling news. Found out my wife has to go back to work next week, um, sort oh, of transitioning no. into full time. So that was a, that's a little um, not so great. But, I mean, I guess the time is kind of coming. We're in phase two officially here in Virginia um, starting today. So... I mean, this is what we're going to see, man. People people kind of transitioning back. So that means also kids transitioning back into school, which is going to be bittersweet for sure. I'll be sitting at home still trying to get some work done and uh, be a little bit more productive without them here, but also I'll miss them so dearly. Um, it's been kind of yeah. nice getting to bond with my kids on a, on a whole new level as well as my wife. So that'll be an interesting transition back. But how about you, man? How was your week? Uh, it's pretty good. Um you know, kind of the same thing, just the world's pretty crazy right now. Um, you know, I've been trying to talk to my bosses because they want us all to go back into the office as well. And it's like, I'm so I'm in, you know, we're in the same state, but uh, my part of the state's still uh, phase one, right? Uh, but they're kind of like our company's trying to treat, they're like kind of treating us like we're in phase two as well. Um, so yeah, they're trying to get a bunch of people back into the office. I personally don't feel comfortable with it yet. Um, yep. on a lighter note, I put up gutters on my shed. Oh, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> just the little wins, right? The little wins here and there. That's the good stuff. Absolutely, man. It is the small things in life. you got to come to appreciate these things. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We, we yeah. also set it up so that it catches water, right? So I think I told you about this, but we have one of those, like, it, it, you know, water catchers, basically. So the way that I did it is I, I ran some additional uh, gutters, basically, so that it funnels into this, like, 55-gallon, like, water-catching thing that has a spout on it. So, yeah, a little nifty, right? Nice. Nice. Recycling. You're recycling, man. Uh, repurposing. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And yeah. you have a compost. So you're just like, you could live off the land if you wanted to. Yeah, the garden's coming along. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. All I, I need now is solar panels. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I totally want those. Have you thought about doing solar panels? No, I think I've, I've been given some advertisements on my uh, doors. They've left some, like, flyers and things like that. And it's like, hey, it pays for itself in, like, 15 years. I'm like, well... I probably won't be in this house for that long, so um, yeah. maybe maybe my next house I'll consider that. <laughs> yeah, there should be a little bit lower of a barrier to entry, right? I feel like it shouldn't be yeah, that expensive. Definitely. You know, yeah, everybody should exactly. have them. It should be government mandated. Do it. <laughs> no, don't do it. Free anyway. energy? Why not? It's free energy. 
if it's there, Anyways. why not make it free? Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess before we jump into our main topics of the show, as we mentioned here at the beginning, there is definitely a lot going on in the world, and, and we would be remiss not to, to mention that and at least shed a little bit of our thoughts and opinions on that. Um, and I know both of us kind of have some of those, um, you know, it's been a weird time. It's a, it's an uncomfortable situation for everybody. It's a hard thing to talk about. Um, I'm sure everyone knows somebody that's affected by everything going on and some, some, you know, some form or fashion. I've got people that I work with who are affected by it. And, you know, I'm just hoping that we can kind of all come together to support one another. And, um, I know that you had some thoughts on it. So, um, I I guess, you and I kind of talked about this a little bit before the show and, my, my kind of stance on it and my, my takeaway from the whole thing has really been it's it's I hope that everyone kind of takes this opportunity to sort of just reflect on your own personal um, life and, and how you treat others and just make sure that in, in every interaction, no matter who the person is, no matter the color of their skin, uh, just treat everyone. Obviously, it's the golden rule. It's like going back to, to when you're in kindergarten. It's just treat others how you wish to be treated. Treat people with respect, kindness, love each other support each other and so there's a lot of people out there i mean virginia beach i'm sure up up where you're at it's it's been tons of protests and things like that um even if you're not out there on the streets it's just important to kind of support others who are who are out there um and trying to make a difference uh yeah dude i agree 100 percent. be nice be kind to each other i think that's like a basic kind of human right that everybody should be treated fairly and with kindness um you know um I, I think that everybody needs to educate. You need to self-educate. You know, if you haven't, if you don't know what's going on in the world right now, then I recommend you start looking, you know, take take three hours one night, just start looking up what's going on. Um, you know, I and I also recommend you look at what's happened in the past 50, you know, 60, 70 years ago. What was going on back then? Okay. And how bad was it back then? And why hasn't it been corrected at this point in time? Why is there, why are we seeing the things on TV that we are seeing today? I'm not being specific. I don't need to be. Everybody's seen it. Okay. I think that it's in all our best interest. Everybody's best interest to get educated um, and do what's right. I think it's kind of, it should be obvious what's right. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Do the right thing. Get educated you know, help the people that need the help. That's how I feel. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of just getting educated, um, one thing that in any kind of situation, regardless of if it's about racism, if it's about politics, one thing that I've come to learn and as being someone who typically stays kind of, I don't really follow politics that closely and, and things like that is like, you just can't always take things at face value. So just remember that too. Like if you see one thing on one news outlet, you know, you might want to do some research as, as the beard mentioned, do some research for yourself too. Don't just take everything at face value, what people are telling you and what you're hearing from others, because there's sometimes stories behind the story that we're not being told and, and the press uh, and the media, even though we can kind of consider ourselves a little bit of media is not always out there just to do the right thing. There's, there's a lot of agendas behind things, but just, just be careful. And, and as you mentioned, just, just educate yourself and, and, uh, at the end of the day, just show support, love each other, and is and just just be kind. That's kind of what it boils down to. Yeah, there's there's some great resources out there. You know, 
And if you guys are interested, you can reach out to me directly and I can point you in the right direction. I'm not going to, you know, kind of reference them here, but you know, there's, there's influencers that, you know, uh, you know, kind of lead certain communities and, and those are the folks that can lead you in the right direction, show you the education, teach you guys what you, what you need to know, what, what isn't taught, you know, what isn't shown on TV, what isn't, you know, that, that shock value that they like to show on TV. So, uh, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. I, I, you know, I think that's good enough. Um, you know, I just hope for the best outcome for everyone, certainly. And the people that have been, uh, let down by the system more so than the majority anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, so with that, I think it's time we should move into something a little bit lighter and kind of uh, unwind from this crazy week as we tend to do. But uh, before we do that, I just want to throw a, a th- throw a little plug out there. We're trying to grow this show, guys. So um, before we go any further, if you guys like what you see here um, or maybe you have suggestions of how we can improve, make sure you follow us. Give, give us a follow on all the channels on Twitch, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, and just reach out to us. We like to engage with you guys. We're here to, to have a good time and and to to, to meet other like-minded individuals and interact with you guys and just kind of grow a community, you know? Um, so so if you could give us that support we, and, and encouragement and, and, and interaction, we'd, we'd absolutely appreciate that. But as we start every show, Mr. Beard, what are you drinking tonight, sir? I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, so I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, it's a it's a mountain range in Utah. It's a Uinta, I think it's Uinta, um, and so it's Uinta Brewing Company. It's called Baba uh, Black Lager. It's been out for a while, but I had never seen it before. Um, so I ordered some beer the other night from um, Whole Foods, right? So you can do the Whole Foods stuff on Amazon. Um, so I got a couple oh, yeah. different ones. This this was one of them that uh, looked very interesting. Um, and so just to give you guys a little bit of a rundown. Um, it's a uh, German source beer. I know it says uh, black lager on here, but it's technically a German source beer. Um, it's, you know, the company's based out of Utah. Uh, um, 4%. So like a, a black lager like this, right? 4% ABV. That's kind of odd. You would think that this would be a little bit heavier, but it's yeah, not. Right. Yeah. 32 IBUs uh, described as being robust and smooth, full flavored lager. And it's uh, exceptionally drinkable with a pitch black color. Uh, so let's uh, so let's test that real quick. Okay, I'm gonna go pitch ahead and pour black. this. Pitch black. Let's let's see if uh, let's see if it truly is pitch black and exceptionally drinkable. Mmm, can't wait. Yeah, you yes. sent me a picture of this a few days ago, and I was like, does this mean you got beer? You finally got some beer? Yes, sir. Got some I'm so beer. Excited let's... for you. I am kind of worried though. Like I'm like right over my keyboard. The way that my camera is. Oh, don't kinda... do it. Maybe I should just come back here and do it. You just know? slide back. Just be safe, man. Yeah, we're going to be safe. You guys can see it still. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Anybody listening in their car or at home that doesn't see the video, you guys can look it up, you know, and see this fabulous pour. Um, so the head looks oh, pretty nice. Uh, it's pretty uniform. Nice, nice color to it. Oh, definitely pitch black. This looks like oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, mm. okay, looks good. Looks good. The bubbles look pretty good. I mean, the, I think it could be a little bit better, but... Let's give it a sip. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. <laughs> I love the sound effects. I can imagine people listening to this in their car. 
Yeah, malty, malty, uh, toasty, coffee, caramel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, dude. Definitely recommend this. You guys should definitely right. try this out. This is like this is like a fall beer, you know, not like a winter beer. It's like when it's yeah. like on it's like a warmer fall day. This is this reminds me of like a warmer fall day, I feel like. Nice, easy drinking. Um you could drink a couple of these and be good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, at four percent. A nice flavorful beer at four percent. That's a that's a good find. Yeah, not bad, not bad. So um I've done mine. What are you drinking, sir? All right. Well, I've got also a lager, but not a black lager. Um, this one here I've got from a local. I think I've had an O'Connor on the show before, but this is from O'Connor. It's based out of Ooh. Norfolk, Virginia. A proper lager. I wish I could do an Irish accent, but I just can't. Even though I seem like I probably should be able to do one, considering I'm a ginger. But, uh, yeah, proper lager from uh, O'Connor. It's um I've had these before. It's I mean it's it's kind of what you would expect from, you know, a light a light beer. It's 4.7% ABV. The description they give on the site is brewed with 100% malt. Our hell style lager showcases a brilliant golden hue and exceptional clarity. The balanced yet complex multi character presents a subtle fruity floral, oh, I love alliteration, hop <laughs> bouquet with a drinkability that is sure to complement all occasions. And that kind of is okay. true. Like I, I, I had this, and I'm like, this is just an everyday sort of beer. Like, um, I got it in this nice uh, 16 ounce can. I've been a big fan of these 16 ounce cans lately. Um, it's just the right amount. I feel like so you don't have to drink two. You can just drink one and be good to go. Um, nice. But it's just an easy drinking beer. It's kind of like I don't want to. I don't really want to compare it to like a Bud Light or something like that. But it's a better alternative to that uh, diluted water you buy in big cardboard boxes. Absolutely. Um, so let me slide on back here, guys, because my, my keyboard, which we're going to talk about later in the show, has finally made a recovery from the Woo! last beer incident. Yay. So, yeah. Boop, boop. Uh, <laughs> let me slide on back here. That that can, by the way, there's something about that can, the minimalism of it, that seems like very eye, appealing to the eye for some reason. I'm not sure what it is. Yes. Look at that. I'm not coming. I'm not coming any closer than this, but very nice. Very nice head here. Um, definitely clear. It's very light. Um, so let's go ahead and just give it a sipsies. Looks refreshing. It is. It is refreshing indeed. And for these days where we've had back-to-back 90-degree weather, this is definitely a good outdoor hot weather beer. Um, and that's exactly what we need. So really good. I mean, like I said, it's not your IPA it's not your black lager or or porter or things like that super flavorful beers but very smooth and inconsistent and, and just a nice alternative to other light beers out there in the stores nice. so check them out bravo bravo you want to hit them with the hit them with that screenshot action oh yeah 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 i'm like wait what are you talking about just right, put them go up. put them up do it for put the gram up. Boom. Screenshot. <laughs> for, you, for you audio listeners. I actually think our, our 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 audio listening population is actually starting to grow a little bit. So for you guys who are listening at work or in your car, we every episode hold up our beers and, and stay still. Statuesque almost. Um so we can grab <laughs> a screenshot later. <laughs> a little little awkward, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. For the for the live viewers, it's a little weird, but you know, it's okay. Yeah. All right, well, man. 
What else we got in beer in the beer world? We do have a, a little bit of news. Um, I did want to show one more thing, and I, I know I ke- we keep like showing things on stream. I feel bad for the for the listeners um, that aren't watching the video portion of this. Um, so I'll make this part quick. Budweiser, um, and I'll and I'll show it as I'm talking about it. Here you guys can see it. Um, they're coming out with a, a new can uh, to s- celebrate the fact that uh, folks are returning to work, right? So uh, they're adding this one team. It's called One Team Specialty Can. Um, it's to welcome back the employees, you know, uh, kind of get people back. Uh, so, gr- you know, That's good cool. for them. Good for them recognizing the employees and saying, hey, guys, bravo. I don't know. You know, it, it's a nice gesture. I mean, you know, good good for them. It's going to be on the 16-ounce cans. So you guys will probably yeah. start seeing those uh, come out very very soon, probably in the next month or two. I didn't see a date. Um, but, you know, just I would assume if they're going back to the, back to the uh, factories, then they're going to be pushing them out. Relatively um, soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know it'd be yeah. really cool is if they would have pushed they would have like produced a special edition like beer with like a crazy cool label or something that only employees were able that had had access to. Like they gave them each a case of this like super limited edition beer, Oh yeah, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Like some it's almost like memorabilia at that point. But Oh dude, I am so on board with that. That that would have more value. Or if they just gave yeah. a case of this to everybody, you know, like something. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, anyway, I'm not trying to poo-poo it. I, I think it was no. Nice I think it's cool. I think it's definitely a really cool effort. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah. Good on them for sure. Um, besides that, uh, Silver Moon. So this is something that I wish I had in my area, and I would assume anybody that drinks beer and is interested in craft beer would love to have in their area. So uh, in Central Oregon, um, Silver Moon Brewing has announced that they're going to do this take-home brew fest. So usually they have a uh, a local brew fest um, and you know, multiple different breweries, cideries all show up, you know, to showcase their latest and greatest. Um, but, you know, with COVID, of course, you know, it makes things challenging. So what they did instead is they have uh, these these cases, 18 beers, all different beers and ciders. Um, and you can buy them. Um, they're going to have a thousand tickets. And basically everybody's going to pick one up. And then on um, June 23rd and 24th, they'll do like virtual it'll be like a virtual like tasting session where you get to like interact with people and learn about their beers and you know learn about the (laughs) learn about the uh the beer i don't know (laughs) um the ciders as well you know so i think that that's a amazing idea i almost want to just reach out to my local breweries and be like hey guys uh yeah i don't know what kind of money you're making right now but this is a great opportunity (laughs) for you guys to get out there and and uh you know advertise so yeah what do you think yeah, about that no. i i love that idea man i i'm all about i'm 100 percent in with um variety packs uh shane and my wife bought me a variety pack from was it smart mouth or was it o'connor i don't i can't remember uh it was one of those two anyways local brewery did did uh variety packs and it came with like 12 different beers and I just love having – it was O'Connor because this was one of them, actually. Um, it had, like, three – it had four different beers, three of each, so 12 beers total. I just love trying new stuff. So it's, like, it's kind of been a bummer during this whole COVID situation that I haven't been able to – or well, I have now, but haven't um, really been going into, like, Wegmans and Total Wine and stuff like that and building my own six-packs because that's how you really get to experience different beers and, and right. kind of grow your palate and – figure out what you actually like, you know? So, I mean, that's an amazing idea. If you get 18 different beers and ciders, 
um, to try. And then while you're trying them, be able to interact with people virtually and learn about them. Um, so that, that's super cool, man. Yeah. I, I oh, agree yeah. with you. It'd be cool if some local, some of our local breweries were to do the same thing. Maybe I just need to get out there and put it all together. Be the, hey, be the, the, ginger, be the guy, the ginger in the beard, virtual beer fest. Hey, that's not a bad idea. Hey, you know, we might, that's, that's really that not down. a bad idea. No, we write should def- definitely write that one down. That could be yeah. something in the future, you know? Well, it's, you know, it's recorded on video, so, you know. Set, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just write down the episode number. We'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> well, sir, that was my beer news. Um, I'm ready to talk about some UFC. You ready for this transition? I am too. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Be right back. Hey, hey, hello. Hey, hello, is world. your jaw is your jaw loosened up for this? Are you? Are you? Oh, let's, ah, let's get ready. Ah, let's get ready. Ah, ah, let's do some you, Henry Cejudo uh, action. Uh, ah, ah, oh, that's. I feel like I think good. I'm ready. Like I think I'm ready. I'm warmed up. Warmed up. Oh I wait, let me grab this vas- Let me grab this Vaseline and put it on my face really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so just get all slippy slidey. Oh, now you're definitely ready. Now you're definitely ready. Yeah. Just yeah, we're good now. <laughs> got our gloves on. We're ready to talk about some <laughs> UFC shenanigans, man. I'm ready. Oh man, we got so much news. We moved UFC shenanigans to the top of the show. Well, following beer news, of course, uh, because we have so much news to talk about, and this is where we end up spending most of our time, anyways. So you'll see. You guys, give us some feedback. Let us know if you like this UFC at the top, and if not, you can just skip chapters on the YouTube video. As long as you remember to put chapters on there. Um, I didn't see that right, yet. So... I didn't see that functionality yet. But <laughs> I figured out. Oh, really? Oh, man. We have to check back at that. Um, all right. So let's start, shall we, with last week's fight night. Oh, my so... God. I almost... Wait. Did you just say... Did you just say you fell asleep? Oh, I'm... oh you didn't fall... Okay. Okay. My bad. I, I very could... I could have easily fallen asleep. You know, if I didn't have a show to to produce and put together, um, I could have absolutely <laughs> fallen asleep. Man. So I guess you could call that a fight. So headlined by Tyron Woodley versus Gilbert Burns. The Beard, give us your thoughts, man. What did you think about that? Ah, oh, man. I, um, I, it's just a really, it's just a really weird thing. Bravo to Gilbert, dude. Gilbert went out there. He had a goal. He, he followed his game plan. He did it fantastic he looked like a he looked like a championship fighter and everybody i think you know agrees that you know he did what he had to do um but kind of like this almost actually like brings his performance down a little bit is woodley yes he was a champion he didn't look like a champ he hasn't looked like a champion in his last like four or five fights in my opinion i don't think he's been doing anything i don't think he deserves to get the recognition that he got you know, shout out, you know, he's cool, man. He's got a lot of different stuff going on in his life. He's busy and everything. That's great, man. That's awesome. But right. if you're going to talk all that smack and then you come out there, you throw 25 punches oh and, and and you get pushed up against the back of the cage and and you get, you know, beat up, basically. Oh, it was so just so one-sided, man. So one-sided. Yeah, it really was. I was like, it described it as like a deer in headlights, man, like. No action whatsoever. I I, fe- I saw this um, 
I think it actually came from another MMA UFC focused podcast. They posted something on Instagram. Um, I'm trying to think of their. I'm trying to think of their. Uh, their show name. I have to look it up so I can so I can give them a shout out. But they posted something on Instagram and it was like a PS2 controller or a PS3 controller, and it was like Tyron Woodley's um, game or something like that. And literally every single button was either um, haymaker overhand right or yeah. back up against the cage. That was all it was. <laughs> That's <laughs> no all he's options. done. That's yeah, all he's been that's doing. He, it's like he's he comes out in the first round and he's waiting for that and he's looking for that knockout punch, that highlight punch. But I'm like, dude, you got to work for that, man. These are professional fighters. They're looking for they know you're 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 famous for your what they call mm-hmm. it, the equalizer or the uh mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. I think it's the equalizer, um, his, yeah. His overhand right that's so famous or whatever. Um and it's just crazy, man. Uh, you know, like what what are you what are you waiting on? I've never seen somebody with that high level um uh, that high level of MMA fighting, not even throw a jab, not even a single jab. You know, he he just waiting for that overhand right and is backing backing up um, to the cage. So I just yeah, I just don't think he deserves like that level of of recognition that he got, man. Um, right, the, right. The, the skill, the skill was just not there. Um, so he needs to go back to the drawing table. Like you said, you know, you can't just rely on one one skill set where it's just an overhand right hook. You know, he needs to be able to set those up, you know, fake some fake some takedowns, whatever you got to do. Exactly, I hope yeah. I hope that he comes back with a little bit more uh strategy and and can put things together better for his next fight. Or if he's not going to do that, I don't want to see him fight anymore. It's so boring. It really is boring, man. And I feel bad for the guys who come out there and they're expecting like a big brawl, you know, like Gilbert Burns or Kamara Usman. I mean, like, it's like they're fighting a dude that's sleepwalking. It's kind of, it seems boring for them as well. So, you know, we talk about what's next for Tyron Woodley. There's talks of him fighting Colby Covington. So again, we're talking at a super aggressive fighter. Um, Is he just going to freeze up again? If that fight actually happens, what's he going to do? What's his game plan going to be? Um, you know, it's just like when he gets in front of these, these aggressive fighters, he just doesn't know how to handle it anymore, which is kind of, and they, they describe him as like a counter puncher, a counter fighter. Um, but I didn't see any counter action whatsoever. So, you know, it, it's interesting. Yeah, dude. Um, he, he's got to work on it for sure, but yeah, I don't want to give him any more, any more thought because he's just, <laughs> he doesn't deserve it at this point. I don't think. Yeah. So, what about for Gilbert Burns? I mean, I was pretty impressed with his, with his, um, with his game plan. Uh, he seemed pretty. He was pretty impressive. So, I mean, what's next for him? I, I actually, I'm a little bit torn here, right? Um, because he's just kind of like appeared out of nowhere, and <clears throat> I don't know if like he deserves it over some of the other guys. Like, think about it, man. Jorge Masvidal has been doing this for so long. And he's been told for like two years now, oh, you're going to get the title fight next. You know, he won that like that, you know, badass belt or whatever. And, you know, yep. it's like he kind of deserves it. So uh, <laughs> if they're going to give it to Gilbert, shame on the UFC. I feel like Jorge gets it. But at the same token, Gilbert Burns, he really performed. I just think he needs to fight. Maybe he needs to fight Jorge Masvidal and then they go for the champion or Jorge fights Usman and then whoever, you know, however that comes, uh, whoever wins that one fights, uh, Gilbert. Um, 
it's just that come on this yeah, whole like too, jumping up early. so soon is it's not fair it's not fair it's not not at all and i think it's all back to coming back to money and, and speaking of jorge and the potential title fight he's the first person we're going to talk about in the show tonight who's yeah. wanting to to uh tear up his contract essentially with the ufc so he's all over social right now saying get he's saying drop me for my contract i you know if you're not going to pay me what i what i deserve to be paid then i'm gone uh i mean what are your thoughts on that um i think that all of the ufc fighters are, are significantly underpaid i think that it's unfair to them uh the level of risk that they're taking on to go out and do this they're not being compensated nearly enough um you know compared to like other sports athletes out there that get paid millions of dollars um and aren't taking nearly as much risk aren't going to experience the same you know diseases uh, maybe not diseases but same disabilities disabilities is the right word uh later on in <laughs> life you know um so i respect jorge masvidal if they don't pay him then yeah, he should leave. He should go somewhere else. There should be a little bit more competition for these fighters out there to go to another um, yeah, promotion that's going to pay them more and treat them fair, protect them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got a lot of other you've got a lot of a lot of other promotions out there that is clearly not as large as UFC. Um, you know, you've got one FC, you've got things like that. So it, it would be interesting for sure. Um, so. Yeah. You want to go ahead and move on to tomorrow's fight? Yeah, let's talk about UFC 250. Um, you know, uh, I'm not that excited about it. There's like two fights that I'm pretty excited about. Um, I'm going to let you go ahead and, and take us through the main card, though. Go ahead and take us for the for the main card. Okay, cool. So we'll start from the bottom of the main card and work our way up. And to be honest, some of these fighters, I don't know a ton about some of these, um, but there are definitely some big names on the card. So number one, the first fight on the main card is Sean O'Malley versus Eddie Wineland. Um, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Sugar Sean O'Malley, uh, he's always exciting to watch. Recently came back from, this will be his second fight back since the suspension. Mm -hmm. uh, and his, his first fight, was uh, a pretty dominant display. It, I think it was a first round knockout. I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. Um, oh yeah. And I'm having a hard time remembering who that was against. I have to, I'll have to look that up, but yeah, exciting. He's undefeated. So exciting to see him come back, but he's coming back against a guy with a lot more experience than him. Eddie Wineland with 24 uh, wins, 13 losses, Sean with 11 professional fights. Uh, Sean's got a, he's very skilled, man. They're expecting big things for him. Eddie Wineland's, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, this might be controversial to say, but I kind of feel like he's like a gateway fighter. Um, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't think either of them are ranked right now. I think Sean O'Malley should certainly be ranked, um, at some level. Um, I, you know, he's I, my, my vote, not my vote. My money is on Sean, right? My money's on Sean winning this. And I think we're mm -hmm. going to see more of him, dude, that whole mishap where he got suspended for two years, you know, that's that's a bummer but it was that for it was weed right no no it was a supplement it was a supplement it was uh, a tainted it was, it was a tainted supplement that he couldn't prove was unintentional an accident yeah, yeah it was an accident um excited to see him fight more i don't really know anything about eddie wineland other than i don't either to be honest yeah i don't know if he's going to be a contender ever that's all i got right all right, cool. So next, uh, we got a welterweight matchup between a couple of, I, I think, 
pretty big names, Neil Magny and Anthony Rocco Martin, um, two guys that oh, are yeah. extremely exciting to watch. Neil Magny is very technical. Anthony Rocco Martin, very explosive and dangerous. Um, you know, so that one is definitely going to be exciting. Any Anything from you on that one, or should we just keep moving up? Uh, I'm right there with you, man. Um, I'm not sure who to call on that fight. Um, I think they're both very exciting fighters. Um, I expect that fight to be very technical. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, we're going to see some blood drawn. We're going to see a lot of punches. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what their grappling game looks like. I, I think Rocco might have a, a advantage there, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah. So uh, that one's a toss up. I'm not sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, next up we've got Aljamain Sterling, um, versus Corey Sanhagen. Aljamain Sterling is another one of those guys. I think he's he's kind of underappreciated, so hopefully it'll be good to get him some more attention. But I'm looking at his record right now. This guy's got a, a serious win streak right now. He beat uh, last year Jimmy Rivera um, as a decision in the third round. He beat Pedro Munoz. He beat Brett Johns, Cody Stamen, and he beat – uh, I can't pronounce that guy's name either. Renan Barrow, Augusto Mendez, and his last his his last loss was in 2017 to Marlon Moraes. So, um, you know, not a huge shocker there. Marlon's a, an absolute monster. So, I'm really excited to see Aljamain fight again. I remember the last fight I watched him. I was I was quite impressed with his his performance and his output, just his his um, high level of output. So, that's gonna be exciting. Yeah, um, I, uh, I I love how we haven't really talked about the other guy on this on this one at all. Um, I don't really know Corey Sanhagen to be honest. I, I I don't either. I mean, he's twelve and one, so that speaks for itself. Um, you know, hopefully we'll know a little bit more about him after this. Aljamain Sterling, I, you know, uh, he's been a contender, man. He's been up there ready to fight for the belt for a long time now, and he actually kind of feels um, disrespected because they're giving Peter Jan. Um, the next title fight instead of him, mm. you know, and it's like mm. Al Jermaine's well, been doing it for longer than him. Yeah. Well, Piltier's a freaking, I think he's a robot to be honest with you. I don't think he's actually human. I think he's going to be the <laughs> next champion, but we'll see. Right. <laughs> I, I put yeah. my money on that. So I think Al Jermaine's probably going to take this one, but maybe Corey Sanhagen will surprise me. We'll see. Yeah. Well, let's give uh, just real quick. I, I looked it up. I mean, just full transparency here. We don't know every single fighter. That's kind of almost impossible. So, um, but looking it up right now, Corey Sanhagen, his last fight was in January of last year. So it's been a while since he fought. Uh, he beat Mario Bautista. He's also beaten John Lineker. Uh, don't doesn't sound super familiar. Both at bantamweight, and he also beat Rafael Asuncion. So okay. that's who actually um, Cody. Uh, dang, what's the guy's name? He's fighting in the main card also those, these, Cody Garbrandt? those two guys are actually yeah Cody, Cody Garbrandt and Rafael Asancio are actually fighting in the same card so they're the next fight we're actually talking about so uh Cody Garbrandt hasn't fought since the last time he got knocked out right by yeah by TJ or no no TJ no 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 it wasn't TJ wait hold on it wasn't TJ I think he had another fight that he lost I could be wrong. Um, I think he lost his last yeah, three fights. Pedro, Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz. Yeah. Munoz yeah. Right. Yeah, he got knocked out by Pedro. I forgot about lost that. To Pedro. That was in March of last year. He lost August of 2018 to TJ Dillashaw, which was a KO in round one. Um, yep. And then 2017, he also uh, lost against, to TJ. Exactly. Yeah. 
So I think he's going to be looking for some redemption. Um, hopefully we'll see um, our best Cody Garbrandt yet. Um, hopefully he's made some recovery and, and, you know, he's, he doesn't have an easy fight against Rafael Sunsal. He's uh, Rafael Sunsal has got a, a lot of um, experience here and uh, he's a striker. I, I, you know, I don't think, I don't think he's going to have an easy time with this fight. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Cody is an interesting fighter, man. Like he's got power for sure. It proves itself in in his last few fights. Looking back, like he's got a couple of knockouts, one at 48 seconds versus Takaya Mizukaki. I don't I can't pronounce that guy's name either. Um, 48 second knockout in the first round, but his last three fights that he's lost, he's also been knocked out. So I think there's some questions around, does he have the chin? Um, yeah. So yeah. that's, that's yeah. left to be seen. And he lost to, um, he, he lost to Corey Sanhagen, who's also on this. He lost to Corey Sanhagen in his last fight. So that's interesting. Uh, we'll see how this goes. They, they're, they're both coming. Rafael uh, Asuncao. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 He just lost to Corey. Yeah. They're coming off uh, multiple losses. So this is kind of like a redemption for both of them. Let's see how it goes. Uh, a lot of, lot on the line here, you know, yeah, if they absolutely. lose. So, you know, if, if usually if fighters lose like four or five times in a row, they get cut. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good, good luck. Point. Good luck to them. All right. Um, so, so that brings so, us to the finale here. Yeah. Drum roll, please. I don't have drums. You guys probably can't hear that because I got a noise, noise gate on. No, I, I could, I could hear it. I could hear it. Oh, uh, could you? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Amanda Nunez versus Felicia Spencer. So, a lot to talk about here. A lot to kind of unpack. I guess we should go around. Let's just get it out the way. Let's make our picks. Who oh. do you have in this fight? <laughs> I mean, you know, if if I had $500 in my pocket, I'd put it on Nunez. I, I mean, I, she's she's just she's – the, she's the GOAT, dude. She's the greatest of all time, in my opinion. I think she's in, – in my opinion, she's probably the best fighter of all time. She's just not getting that kind of recognition that she deserves yeah 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 definitely there's been so much time i love this time of i love this few days building up to fights because they the ufc and all the media outlets put so much hype behind the fighters and there's been a ton of stuff like on instagram and stuff that are talking about you know interviews of other fighters that she's you know beat or whatever in the past and they talk about how hard she actually hits and like even some of the male fighters who she trains with talk about how hard she actually hits right um so there's no surprise that she's knocking people out left and right um so this will be interesting. I mean, her last fight, I think, with or Randa J J Rand de Germain. I can't pronounce her name. I can't pronounce anybody's Ger- name. Jermaine Jermaine Jermaine. I'm sorry, Jermaine Durandamy. Yeah. Yeah, and my name is J A, um, and not A J. So, anyways, <laughs> um, good good one, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she that that last fight went the distance. Um, and she's fighting Felicia Spencer, a relative newcomer to the UFC, only three fights in the UFC, with coming in after a six-fight win streak in Invicta. So, right. um, I mean, obviously I agree with you. I think Nunez takes this one. Will it be an easy knockout? I don't know. Um, we are talking featherweight here, so this is the the the, the larger of the, the classes. So, I mean, re, you know, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but the chin should be there for Felicia Spencer. 
talking about Amanda Nunez here, though, so you never know what could happen. Um, we have a stylistic uh, matchup, right? Where you have a yeah. striker, where you have a heavy striker, but also a grappler versus a heavy uh, BJJ practitioner. You know, so it's it's. I don't know if Felicia's going to have the striking that I mean, she's not going to have the striking that Nunez has. She's not going to have the power, no. right? There's no way we haven't seen that out of her, but we might see her take Amanda to the ground where Amanda has lost on the ground. So we'll see. And she is very strong. She is very, Felicia is very strong on the ground. I'm not sure if you, if you had watched it, but when she fought Megan Anderson, which if you guys don't know is, is uh, Megan Anderson's extremely tall for the division. She's like, I think one of the tallest uh, female fighters in the UFC, extremely strong. And when I saw those two paired up together, I was like, okay, Megan's a hundred percent taking this one home. Also a yeah. great ground fighter. Um, and Felicia, I think, choked her out. I think she won by submission, which is extremely surprising given that Megan Anderson's uh, just just sheer length, like her her leg, her her the length of her legs, you'd think would be the advantage. But um, I will say yeah. Felicia Spencer, just having watched her, I feel like her strength is a great match for Amanda Nunez. So the two of them extremely strong and powerful. I mean, it could be an interesting fight at the end of the day. I'm excited for it. I'm excited anytime we have a UFC event. So, yeah. <laughs> Again, another fight at the Apex Arena. Um, any thoughts on how that how that looked when you watched last week's fight? It's kind of weird, isn't it? They're in such a small room, and it's like, you know, we're talking a, a large production here, multiple millions of dollars, you know, in the mix. Uh, yeah. And they're just in a small little gym room like your high school gym gymnasium almost kind of uh yeah. and it's you can hear every, what everyone's saying <laughs> uh, oh it's uh it's weird it's weird I, I noticed last week when they uh dc like purposefully quieted himself down he's like he's gotta take the leg he's gotta go he's gotta le- reach for this and he's like oh, he's gotta reach for the leg he's gotta, he's gotta they were listening you know? <laughs> to him yeah he's like oh god taking he keeps the, re- remembering that they can hear everything he says taking um, advice <laughs> exactly so yeah all right well i think we should move on from that because i realize it's already we're already 43 minutes into this thing and we're yeah. in our first section so um yeah. all right we talked about jorge masvidal wanting to uh vacate his contract the second fighter that we're going to talk about it's the weekly john jones update uh john jones is using his twitter presence his social his social presence and calling to vacate his title and leave the UFC again because Dana doesn't want to shell out the big bucks and yep. pay him what he wants to be paid. Your thoughts, sir? Same as I said for Jorge Masvidal, man. These guys need to get paid for what they deserve. Um, he, you know, Dana said he was asking for thirty million, man. Give him thirty million, dude. He's one of your breadwinners. Send him out there. Let him win bread for I, you. I hadn't heard that number, but dang, that's a lot of money. I know, man. We could have a whole podcast about what we would do with $30 million. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, that yeah, – I mean – Yeah. Give him the money. That's how I feel about it. What do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, $30 million is a lot. I, I didn't realize he was asking for that much money, but I agree with you. He is the number one breadwinner for the UFC, if I had to, if I had to guess, b- between him and Connor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, Connor made I, I, over $100 million in one fight. Right. Think think about that. Like put that into perspective. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a lot to think about for sure. I I don't know what the UFC should do. 
I do think that Dana should be talking about this a little bit more. He's so nonchalant about it right now. He's just like, yeah, if you guys want to leave, whatever, go. It's fine. Um, yeah. That's not the right but attitude to have about it, I feel like. Um, it's negotiation tactics. That's what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, But I want to look at it from a different lens, though. So if it, let's just say John does vacate his title. The light heavy belt is out there for the for the taking. How do you feel? So obviously they'd make a matchup. Maybe, maybe Tiago Santos, Tiago Santos versus um, Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes. Uh, I mean, how do you feel? You, if you don't even get to fight John Jones, he's held the belt for so long, and you get the belt just by you know mm. winning. How do you feel? I mean, like I almost think, sure, having the belt is great. But it's almost like you have to beat the boss. It's like the boss battle in the video game that you've been working so hard towards. And then it's like, oh, the boss is not here. So now just take this guy. If you beat this guy, sure, we'll give you the win. I don't like, think John Jones should be the boss at this point in time. You know how. I think I've told you how I feel. That's true. I think it's he true, lost d- his two last fights, man. I, I agree with you, but don't you want that name under your belt? Don't you want to be the guy who took down John Jones officially? You put him out. You put him away. You didn't leave it up to the judges. You know, I don't know. I see your, I see your point, but it's like, in reality, I, I don't think he should have the belt right now. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. something that Dana probably realizes. Because, like, I'm pretty sure Dana scored that fight for John Jones as well. Like he said it in the post fight press conference that he had, he had Dominic winning three to one, three to two. Um, you know, so that, that probably plays into it as well, where it's like Dana sees that John Jones is on his way out. I think, I think John Jones is on his way out, man. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta say, I would love to see that Ngannou fight though. Cause Ngannou actually has the power. Oh man. Oh gosh. I do. I want to see that fight too. Yeah. Yeah. Please Dana. Everyone calls him Uncle Dana. Please, Uncle Dana, make it happen. Just, just make bless, that one fight happen, and then bless you can this just, fight. Just bless be, this just fight. be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please. All right. So, really quick before we wrap up this section, um, Fight Island is a real thing. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but you guys know about Fight Island. If you don't, check it out. Look it up. It's a real thing. Um, yeah. We've got some okay. fights that are not yet confirmed through the UFC. But from reputable sources, it does look like there are some fights that have been locked down for Fight Island. So let's just run through these really quick. And they're back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, right? So um, Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade, rumored for July 11th. Kelvin Gastelum versus Jack Hermanson, rumored for July 18th. And Alexander Gustafson versus Fabricio Verdum, July 25th, back to back to back. All of those could definitely be pay-per-view events. So it's extremely exciting to see what could potentially happen with that. I can't wait to see the very first fight on Fight Island. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm right there with you, dude. I I, I just want to see them like on the beach looking out at the shore. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be something else entirely. But anyway, are you ready to move on? Let's talk about some tech. Let's do it. Talk about some tech news. All right, guys, transitioning. Be right back. And we're back. We weren't gone for long. Hopefully, you guys didn't miss us too much. Hello, hello, hello. All right, let's kick this off. So, mind if I take the take the joke? Do it, sir. All right. So I want to start with some personal tech news. I mentioned it towards the top of the show. 
The keyboard has made its glorious return. It Yay. is back in working action. It is oh, it beer looks so free. Nice. Look at 100% it. hundred percent beer free. Glory. The beer landed landed right in this area somewhere. Uh so yeah, I had to disassemble this thing, take all the keys off, remove the switch or remove the uh board from the case, um disconnect the battery. I had to essentially I looked up a bunch of stuff and, and Reese you helped me out a lot actually too, but I, I I talked to a lot of the guys who are part of the Keychron who makes this keyboard, the support group and stuff on Facebook. And uh, a lot of guys gave me some different advice. Some people said, put it in the dishwasher. Some people said, pour water in it. And I was just like, you guys are out of your freaking minds. Wow. But um, so what I ended up doing was just disconnecting the battery from it and squirting super hot water into the switches that were affected by the sticky beer um, and just working the keys over and over and over and over. That ended up not working. The water wasn't enough to dissolve the sticky residue. So somebody else gave me the recommendation to use isopropyl alcohol, which is essentially just rubbing alcohol, um, and which I had in the cabinet. So squirt that into the same switches, just work it repeatedly, like a hundred presses each key and just let it dry. And eventually, I mean, the stick was still just barely noticeable, right? So I was like, you know what? I think it's good enough. I put the keys back on it and I can't even notice it when I use the keys. Um, the sound's not affected. The feel's not affected. The keyboard works flawlessly, so yes. I'm happy and excited to announce it's made a full recovery. Thank oh, goodness. Oh, dude. I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. Thank goodness. Yes. What a dread, dreadful feeling. It was, what, two weeks without a keyboard, basically? Yeah. Uh, well, how long? It may have been like three weeks. But, I mean, fortunately, I had, a backup, I had a backup mechanical keyboard, too, but, thankfully. But w- without, your, without your favorite keyboard. Without yeah. my favorite brand new keyboard that i had for like two weeks <laughs> i know i know oh man well it's good now that's awesome man i'm happy yes so um next up i found this story i thought it was kind of interesting just in the world we live in today with um all this work from home and virtual teams and things like that slack as you I, you guys have most likely heard of is probably the most widely used um, team collaboration chat platform on the market is teaming up with Amazon um, in what we would describe as a mutual beneficial, mutually beneficial partnership. Um, number one, Amazon employees will be using Slack. So think about how many Amazon employees there are. It's yet to be announced how many of their employees will be using it, but Slack's making a killing off of that. Number one, um, they're returning the favor, however, by agreeing to use AWS, which is Amazon Web Services. Um, for their compute power, their machine learning, their security, and more. Um, and then, and then, lastly, Slack's going to be using Amazon's Chime platform. Um, excuse me for their voice and video calling. So that's kind of Slack's weak point right now. Like the voice and video calling functionality is not quite what you would expect from something like Microsoft Teams or Google um, Google Chat. So they're they're going to up their game a little bit there. Um, and all in all, they're really doing this to compete with Microsoft Teams, who's kind of encroaching on their space. If you haven't seen a Microsoft Teams commercial since you've been sitting at home and working from home, you must be not watching any TV because that's the only commercial I'm pretty sure they've been airing for the last four months. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How is this possible? I see it like at least 10 times a day. Whoops. Um, so... That's really all I wanted to say about that. I'm interested in seeing like which chat platform reigns superior 
at the end of the day. I mean, we, you and I use Discord to make this podcast happen, and I believe Discord is a great alternative to um, Slack, Microsoft yeah. Teams, Google Chat. It's just focused on gaming, but the capabilities and functionality that's built into Discord, I believe, is a little Sup- bit superior it's really- than Slack. I think so too, man. I think it's better than Teams, honestly. Um, in, in some ways, except for file sharing, that's the one thing that Teams has on on this is file sharing, which is which is really great to have. But I haven't seen Slack, so I'm gonna have to check it out later. Um, see what yep. they got going mm-hmm. on. Maybe it's a, another good option to choose from. Um, so, sir, um, I do want to talk about some VR news real quick. Uh, so, Osu VR. Um, is a surgical training platform, and they've updated uh, their program to have stunning, they quote, stunning levels of fidelity, um, which is uh, supposed to increase the realism and immersion um, for those using the platform to train before performing surgery in real life, right? So the idea is they go in here, they perform a surgery in this virtual reality environment that gets them ready, that prepares them, and then they go and do it in the real life atmosphere. And they did this one. They did one. Um, they did this uh, once already for uh, a, um, a knee uh, rod transplant. So I'm going to show this real quick. This is actually what what they used um, before going and putting this knee knee rod in. So it's a little bit graphic, but it's animated. So it's not real. It's not real. Okay. So I just I just want to show this real quick. Um, so let me pull it my up. Knee, my knee hurts already. Oh no! Oh no! Thinking All right. This. All right, so let me let me transition over so that you guys can see my desktop. Sorry for how it looks real there, looks there for a second, and um, I'm actually gonna turn the audio on. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Probably not. You probably don't need to hear the audio, but I'll um I'll just kind of walk you through this, right? So we're in a virtual reality environment right now. There's a lady laying on the table. Um, she has a breathing tube in. Um, you know, Osu is is plastered all over the place. You have your tools on this bench here. There's an X-ray looking at her knee. This is the graphic part. You know, it's just, it's not that graphic. And and so here's oh, your avatar. Bad. Here's your avatar. Those are that his seems... hands. Okay. The, the, right. Yeah. The graphics. The graphics are quite insane, though. Like this lady's like skin tone and the reflection of the shininess on her like leg and stuff. It's pretty intense. Yeah. So that part right there was a little gross, but there. Basically, basically just showing you step by step what you should be doing as a doctor to make this all work out. I I am so fascinated by this. I really am. This is real life application of a virtual of virtual reality. Um, Yeah. You know, so there you go right there. That didn't look too complicated, I guess. I I bet it's way more complicated (laughs) in, in real life. There, there you have it, though. Um, that's the future, right? You're going to have folks that, you know. I could definitely what if, do knee surgery. Yeah. So what if at some point, like, it's like a robot, you know, and you're, like, operating the robot robot through, like, a virtual machine just to prevent any, like, human error, kind of. You're kind of – you're still operating the, the robot. You're the one pushing the buttons, but it's the machine that has an extremely steady arm and precise – anyway – what do you think about it? I think I think they have stuff like that already. Um, not to get too graphic, but I think I've seen like some videos on that in the past before, but not not using VR. But I think that's awesome, man. Any kind of training that that these folks can go through, obviously to get hands on experience. I mean, I guess to this point, they probably 
do this kind of training on like cadavers and stuff, you know? Um, yeah. So this is great. I think real world applications for VR is just only going to increase funding for the platforms, for the hardware. It's going to make it cheaper and more and a lower barrier, lower barrier to entry for everyday consumers. So yeah, I'm all about it and save people's lives. I mean, think yeah, about it. And right? why not? Why not export that to be a game that everyone can play? So everybody knows how to do knee surgery. Think about you could be in college and you're going to be learning how to do surgery in a virtual reality atmosphere. That's a, that's an interesting, you know, thought, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want to see yeah, more of that. Cool. I know we kind of sped through that, but we're coming to the top of our hour. Um, so I want to transition yep. again and let's just talk about some video games. You ready? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Be right back guys. Hey, welcome back. Oh, we are back. Hello. Hello. All right. Video game news. Yeah, man. So Epic Game Store, um, not nearly as um, amazing as it's been in the past two weeks with <laughs> with GTA Five and Civilization Six. Um, they dropped Border. Yeah, Borderlands. Jeez, oh, how did I forget Borderlands? They dropped Overcooked on us. Overcooked, guys. Yeah. It's nice. uh um looks okay you know that was, that was me pretending to chop things chop things yeah i you know it's a 17 dollar value for free so i mean come on it's still free I, I who am i here to sit and complain i will take anything that you give me for free it's amazing um yes you know so i've already got this game anyway <laughs> oh you do oh no <laughs> yeah what a letdown just yeah. kidding no that's awesome I mean, it looks kind of fun. I mean, it says they just described it as like a, a couch sort of play, you know, sit on the couch and kick back and kind of play this game. So if that's what you're into, you know, looking for something to play with other people on the couch. That's cool. So, yeah, check it out. Check it out, guys. Right, um, so in other news, if you are looking for some kind of a game that's a little bit more involved, a little bit more heavy on the graphics, intensive, Halo, Inf- Inf- I don't know if you pronounce this. I guess it's infinite. or It's not infinity. There's not a Y, infinite. Infinite. Um, this is not a new announcement. It's set to release at the end of the year. If you guys haven't seen the trailers for that, we're not going to show it here. The trailers look pretty awesome. Um, it's said to be the last of the traditional Halo sort of games, but another Halo project is rumored to be in the works um, by 343 Industries. But as I looked more into this, I thought it was still kind of funny to talk about. I looked more into this, and, and this was kind of plastered all over the game industry. I looked more into this, and I'm like, oh, okay, so we think that this game's coming out because there was a job post. And I'm like, all right, I can see where this is. You know, they posted a job. Maybe they put some details in the job listing that, you know, were a little bit too in-depth, and they shouldn't have done that. But I read through it. The job posting doesn't allude anything to a new game. It's just like it, it, it does mention Halo. Um but it doesn't mention anything about a new game coming out. You could be working on the DLC. You could be working on Halo Infinite. It's essentially like a project management sort of job or producer sort of role. Um, and I just got to be thinking, I was like, man, this is what I was go- going back to the very top of our show. I was like, this is why you, you can never take things at face value. I would recommend highlights to you guys. Don't ever just read the headline as you're scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter don't just le- read the headline, form your opinion, and then move on. Because I guarantee you there's more to it than what you just read. Um, 
you know, so <laughs> the headlines made it sound like there's a new Halo game coming out, but reading more about it, it's like there's a job post that mentions Halo. So yeah, maybe there's a new Halo game coming out. Maybe. I don't know. Let's publish a story about it. People they just probably grasp got onto of... whatever they can just for oh, a story. Man, yeah. They just want some more they just need some more clicks, man. So yeah. anyways, I thought that was fun. That's pretty cool. Um the Last bit of information I have is the Steam Game Festival uh, has been pushed back a week. So it was uh, supposed to be this coming week, uh, June 4th. I'm sorry, June 9th through the 14th. Uh, they're pushing it back to the following week uh, just based on everything that's been happening. You know, um, they're just going to push it back uh, out of respect. You know, uh, June 16th through the 22nd now. Um, and so the event is basically a way for developers to spotlight or sh shine a spotlight on some games that are set to release later in the year. Um, so it gives you guys a good chance to see those upcoming releases, try them out. Um, there's going to be some demos, um, some, you know, short playable experiences, uh, give you guys to connect with developers to get some behind the scenes, um, in information. Um, and you'll also be able to add the games to your wish list uh, when, when the time comes for them to release. Uh, so you can pick them up at that point. So certainly recommend that out so you can see what's in the pipeline, um, you know, to fulfill your gaming needs. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be checking it out, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's great that they're, they're being respectful and pushing it back if they have the opportunity to do that. So, cool. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely be, be checking that out as well. All right. Well, um, so. I think that's uh, that's time for us to wrap up. So uh, if, if I could just restate what you said at the beginning of the, uh, of the show, guys, we're trying really hard uh, to grow and, and get better at what we're doing here and provide the – uh, information to you all um, as we receive it and uh, be entertaining as well while we do it and, and create a nice atmosphere for um, learning and having a good time and um, you know getting to know more about the things that we all enjoy so um, it would be very helpful we are six follows away from hitting affiliate on twitch um, i certainly want to get some help on that so if you guys you know uh, like what you hear, uh, grab a, you know, hop on Twitch, give us a follow, um, check us out on YouTube, subscribe, like, like the video and, uh, make sure to subscribe or follow or whatever you got to do on your favorite podcast player. And, yep. you know, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys being here. Um, we yep. want to keep doing this because we love it. So let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And if I could just tag one thing on there, I would just say share this with a friend that you think might be interested. Share it with them and let them let them uh, see what they think about us and give us all the feedback. We welcome all the feedback. So thank you guys. Yep. And closing closing remarks is just stay safe out there, guys. Stay safe. Educate. You know, do your best to be a positive role model in this world right now. And um, we look forward to uh, having you guys listen again sometime soon. Next week, Friday. Yes. 9 p.m. Absolutely. See you guys then. All right, guys. Peace.